Ready for a career in behavioral health? Earn your online degree at Herzing University. Choose from health and human services, psychology, or social work programs. Gain the skills to work, coordinate, and manage nonprofits. Secure a bachelor's in psychology to study mental health or advance your social work career through our online Masters of Social Work. Let us help you become a social change agent. Your future starts now at Herzing University. Text HEALTH to 85109. That's HEALTH to 85109. Or visit herzing.edu. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Tane. And I'm Aid, and this is Alter Call, a Married at First Sight podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode, Math Season 16, Episode 20. Hi, Aid. Hi, Tane. How are you? I'm good. Delay is not denial. We are here <laughs> and we are giving something. I just don't know if it is worth it. Um, This show is really something. Oh, they let us down this season, Aid. But I'm like, who let us down? Was it the producers? Was it the cast? Why could they not produce an entertaining season? The cast. The key to everything. Even scripted shows is... You got to get the chemistry of the people together. You got to get the right kind of people. I can't tell you what personality trait made them choose certain people. I can see why they picked Eris. Okay. Because he's not a reformed playboy. (laughs) (laughs) I can see why they chose Clint. Okay. I can see why they chose Nicole, but I don't think Nicole gave us her full self. I think she might have tried. I just, the the couples had no issues with each other. They had no relations with each other. So there was nothing to explore. It's a show about relationships. You guys don't have any. Yeah. I think it was just DOA. Like from the very beginning when you've already decided you're not attracted to someone, I just, I don't know where you go from there, but... I mean, we're still here. I'm a little terrified because I don't know. I I think I said this last episode. We're seeing a lot of people saying, this is my last season. I'm not doing this anymore. And it's just a little scary and sad. Like, what do we have for next season? Is it going to be good? And they don't give time between seasons. So it's not like they can right the wrongs and see what we've been saying. They're just going back to back to back. And I think also that, plays a part into it we don't know what to write (laughs) there's that they i I think that they are trying to keep maps on year round um which yeah you guys so they've extended the season so (laughs) after this they used to do an after decision day thing after the reunion and now they're doing it before the reunion um i guess that was the big change so we're gonna get like three episodes of people dating and kissing and whatever else and then they'll do a reunion so yeah a show that used to wrap up in by memorial day is uh going into the summer like guys we started in january technically and that's when we started technically (laughs) started in december with the whole kevin frazier thing and it's june and we're still going into this like I feel like Survivor has had two seasons. <laughs> you know? I, we'll, we'll, we'll let you guys know how it's going to go on our end. Yeah. Um, but uh, for now, we're just going to cover that the one episode where everybody, except for one couple, kind of decided. Yeah. But before we go into that, Tane, anything going on in Mathsland? I have a couple of things here and there, but I do want to share with the people aid. I know you already know, but are some of our listeners, like, I feel so happy when the listeners know us, like we got like, uh, 
a DM from someone who's listening to the rewatch. Thank you so much. And they made mention and I was like, you know, they recommended a book and said, um, there's a lot of mention of toilets and they were like, sorry, Tane. And I'm like, <laughs> you know, I feel seen and I feel known and it's just so nice. Like you guys know us. So I feel like I want to share, like, you guys know that I talk a lot about the challenge and you know that I'm in love with CT and, you know, this weekend I got to meet him and I thought I was not going to survive it, but I did. And I was so happy and we got to talk and we got to strategize and I have my pictures and it was just truly one of the happiest days of my life. So I just wanted to share that. <laughs> the funny thing is, is like, I have not watched a single episode of the challenge in like 15 years. I know who CT is <laughs> and not because of you. I am happy for you. Um, that you got to meet. Honestly, he's kind of a legend in reality TV for his longevity alone. Hell um, yeah! So, <laughs> so good for you. Did you? You met some other people too, right? I did, but the way I go on and on about it, it's almost like nobody else was there. There were some people from. There were other people from the challenge. They had like Ayana. They had um, uh, Sophia, and they had Devin, who hosts the, the official challenge podcast. They had Enzo from Big Brother. They had Dominic from Survivor. Yeah, Derek. Derek is also the host of the um, podcast it was Challenge Mania that hosts that. And he's also kind of like a legend. And that's who my friend who I dragged, I, you know, I thanked her a lot. I was like, you really didn't have to indulge me, but you did because the tickets might have been overpriced. But, you know, she indulged me and I'm really glad that she got to meet Derek also because she loves Derek. So I'm not I wasn't really a fan, but he was so nice. And I'm I'm turned now. Now I like him. So, yeah, it was great and it was good. And just wanted to share that. <laughs> All right, going into social media, the two most important things where it looks like Steve and Mindy are together. Thirsty as hell, those two. Although, <laughs> I, it's like I believe it because they're posting stuff to make me believe it. I mean, I hope it lasts forever, but I just find it very strange that Mindy has basically, she likes to put out the appearance that she has considered every man in the MAPS universe. So I find it interesting that she landed on Steve. You know, it depends on how you look at it. Because on one end, it still seemed like it was vague, but they both posted pictures of each other. And then she posted his picture and captioned it, you cute. And then all the mass people were putting like heart signs and heart, you know, emojis and all that. So I'm just like, I mean, I guess, but I, it's not going to last forever, but Okay. I wasn't going to say it because I was like, you know. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> me how I, I have no facts, no nothing, but I, I just I just don't see it. But good luck to them. Um, the only other thing is like we did not watch the, what was it? The special that they had? The Road to Decision Day or something like that? I barely knew it existed to even, but yes, there, there was something <laughs> on that I did yeah. not watch. <laughs> With Amani and Woody and then they had Bennett. Bennett confirmed that he has a new boo. Um, they had Ashley and Anthony, and then they had Alexis. And they asked Alexis if she was dating, and she was like, yes, she is dating. She has a new boo, and she makes me very happy. And she's like, oh. no, she said, it's a woman. And everyone was just like, you could tell, like, everyone was just trying to find out how to react to that, because I guess it was news to everyone that was on there. And then she mentioned that, you know, Justin, that she's always been bisexual, and Justin knew about her bisexuality. And, you know, someone DM'd us and asked, like, you know, so why wasn't that on the show? I think that um, it would have been, A, it's it doesn't match with what MAPS is, builds itself to be. Mm -hmm. And B, I think it would have been a distraction. I'm very surprised that Justin and all their fighting, maybe they edited it out, but he is so petty that I would expect him to somehow weaponize that against yeah. her. So yeah. that's the most surprising thing to me is that Justin, at least we never saw him do that. Yeah. And that, and then there was a lot of people also speaking like, is that why he was worried about her going to the club or going out all the time? But also I'm just like, you can't control anybody like man, woman, whoever, like that, it doesn't make sense to me, but insecurity is a bitch. I don't know how that's being interpreted, but Yeah. Well, that's it, honestly. <laughs> that's it. So, I mean, we can dive into the season. Guys, it's allegedly decision day, but we don't get all the decisions. 
they are like really trying to drag everything and we get all the decisions except Shaq's. And now I'm like, for part two, what on earth is going to be in that episode? He says yes or no, and then what? Well, I'll give them this. It's a good cliffhanger because, like, I did want us to make sure to discuss this. Do you think Shaq says yes or no? I think he says yes. Okay. I think he says yes, too. Um, But, I, I mean, I'm not sure, though. And if he said no, I don't think I would be that surprised. So, yeah. Yeah. That was a good cliffhanger. They're the only mystery couple. Well, anyways, um, they dragged this on, so we'll start. Um, They started with Shaq and Kirsten. They are packing up to spend their last day alone. They both say that they aren't nervous, but it is nerve-wrecking. I don't know about you, Abe, but it's a pet peeve for me. When people say nerve-wrecking, I know people say it's either nerve-wrecking or nerve-wracking. I'm just in the camp of nerve-wracking. What do you say? Uh, it's nerve-wracking, period. Okay. okay. <laughs> but yeah, they both said it. I'm like, no, guys, it's nerve-wracking. So she says, you know, they get in their own heads and they start doubting. Shaq says if he's not at 100%, he won't say no. And if he's not there, he may say no. And Kirsten is like, well, I'll walk out if you say no. And he says, so that means you're saying a yes. I'm like, guys, I'm getting a headache. Like someone decide. And then she goes, well, I don't know what I'm going to say. I need to sleep on it. And I'm like, this is the problem with you guys. Make your own decision on your own, not based on what the other person is going to say. And that's always the thing we love is blind. Like have your own decision, not based on if you're going to say yes or no. So Kirsten tells us that she is comfortable with him and she has let her guard down, but she doesn't know if they have what it takes to make the marriage work. And she hopes that she gains clarity and she doesn't know what to expect. And it's scary. He leans over and kisses her as she jokes. And she's like, don't go. Then we move on to Nicole and Chris. Chris says, it is great to have time apart. (laughs) I'm like, is it Chris? (laughs) (laughs) And Nicole says that she's nervous that if they're apart, they might change their mind. And I'm like, oh my God, Nicole, it's one day. If someone can change their mind that easily, then maybe they're not the one for you. She says she's worried about him changing his mind, not her, that on the surface level, she knows how they feel, but time apart, you might get to think about the little things that might pop up. I'm like, that never goes away. So I don't know. She just wants to make sure that they are saying yes because they want to be in the same space forever and not because they think that they're happy now. And I was so confused, Aid. I'm like, isn't everyone's goal to say yes because of forever? (laughs) Like, who goes in for temporary? Uh, don't <laughs> look the whole time these people are talking I'm like can this stop <laughs> we already know <laughs> so he said well if he said no the only reason will be because of how she questions stuff and she's not being secure and he doesn't want to put with put up with that for the rest of his life I think he told us that I think he's smart enough not to tell her that um directly so then we move on to Jasmine and Eris, and she also says that it's good to have time apart. And Eris asks her the reasons that she would say yes. She says they have fun together and it could grow. Eris says they do have a solid foundation and they have fun because he knows married people who hate each other and he can't imagine a situation where they would end up like that. And he knows why they were matched and as difficult as he made it, they still groove together. <laughs> Um, she says the experts open her eyes to intimacy and he's still putting up a ruse and talking about they're in a good place. I'm like, guys, it's the night before. Can we stop with this good place thing? <laughs> we don't hate each other is not a good place to continue a marriage. So it almost <laughs> makes it like, what does a good place mean? Whatever you want it to mean today, I guess. <laughs> it's like when people break up and they're like, we'll always have love for each other. We deeply love it. If you did, you would be together. So. <laughs> <laughs> Um, Gina and Clint once again, did everybody say this? It didn't clog. Gina says it's good for them to be apart. Everybody said that. It's <laughs> like so you guys have been sleeping in a different room. Like you've had a solid eight to 10 hours apart every day, but okay. Okay. And they haven't had time to truly process. Clint says 95% of the time they spent together was good. Yeah. You heard me right. He said 95% of the time. What percentage would you give eight? 
you know, I'll give okay, ninety five is a little high. Very high. But, but if you if you think about, I mean, the first week is only one week. They've had seven weeks since then when they've basically got her lung. Now I can't do math, but I feel like that's more like eighty five percent. Um <laughs> I sixty five. Okay. Because a lot of it is Clint taking it on the chin and just making things right. Because if it's true that he's out there cooking dinner and she's coming back with her own food. And I feel like when they're not filming, she doesn't want to be around him. She's probably at the salon or anything. So, yeah, I give 65. Okay. So, I don't know if you noticed, but I just see Gina go change. And then she's walking in the hallway and she just walks over and steps over a hairdryer and a brush that's (laughs) casually just lying in the hallway. (laughs) somebody could trip over like even if his hand like what (laughs) my assumption is that there's probably a mirror there or something and she's blow drying her i don't know but put it away but anyways they all say goodbye and we see a montage of them and kirsten seems to be the most distraught just holding like not like serious distraught just like don't go i'll miss you and stuff like that Nicole selfie cams that the last eight weeks have been a struggle and they hope that, you know, they make the right decision. They all do selfie cams and they're just a little bit too dramatic for me. It is. I mean, I feel like it, the problem with this is, okay, maybe there's some mystery about what people are going to say, but there's only one mystery about how this is all going to end. Look, if for some reason uh, Gina and Clint or Jasmine and Eris were to say yes, we would look at them and be like, what are you doing? Based on everything we've seen, this is not going to last. So it almost made decision day irrelevant. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. But anyways, we are going to take a break and we'll be right back to talk about the decisions. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you make can be in your hands today with Earn In. Earn In is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work, up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earn In app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. Summer is coming, and it is time for all of us to go on vacation. You can use the money you earn from Earn In to buy a new bathing suit or some new clothes for your fun summer vacation. Download Earn In today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earn In app, type in Call on the podcast when you sign up. It'll really help the show. That's Call on the podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max, see earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Ladies, you know that vicious week before your period where you feel like you want to crawl out of your skin, you feel a little bit down or off, and those cravings when you feel like you can eat anything in sight? Well, there's a solution for that. Now it's easier to manage your PMS with estrogen control. You have to try Hormone Harmony. Happy Mammoth, the company that created Hormone Harmony, is dedicated to making women's lives easier. And that means using only science-backed ingredients that have been proven to work for women. They make no compromise when it comes to quality. And it shows. For a limited time, you can get 15% off on your entire first order at happymammoth.com. Just use the code ALTERCALLMAFS at checkout. That's happymammoth.com and use the code A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S for 15% off today. If you're like me and looking to cut back on alcohol this year, Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. They've recreated the cocktails you know and love, like their ginger lime mule, and Grapefruit Paloma, which happens to be my favorites, you can enjoy the flavors and feelings of those cocktails without the booze. Zero proof, zero compromise. Listeners can get 15% of the Recess Mocktail Sampler at takearecess.com slash autocallmafs. You guys know I don't drink very much, so Recess is a great substitute while everybody else imbibes. It's a lightly sparkling mocktail infused with functional ingredients like uplifting guayusa and stress-balancing adaptogens. 
Whether you're relaxing after work or hanging out with friends, make Recess Mocktails your drink between drinks or your forever mocktail. Get 15% off Recess Mocktails now at takearecess.com slash altercallmafs so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. And we're back. I want to say something before we go into the decisions. This is why it was so tedious. We had Pastor Cal and Dr. Pepper have a, I don't know, one-on-one discussing the whole couples and their journey. (laughs) Then we had the bride do a voiceover of their journey from the beginning. Then we had the groom do a voiceover of their journey from the beginning. Then they come meet with the experts and then they ask them, what was the highlight of your journey? And then they say the same things. Then they ask, what are some places where you struggled? And then we go through it again before we actually get to the decision. (laughs) Brethren, why? What did we do? Why do we deserve this? It was a lot is all I'm trying to say. It was too much. Is what I'm trying to say. <laughs> so we start with Jasmine and Eris. You know, we forgot for you to uh, say the order that you thought. I know. Because once I mean, who cares? Um. <laughs> and that's partly why I think Shaq says yes. Like you yes. said, they always keep the happy people last. So. But then they messed it up last season. So they were on to me. So I don't know. Who was last? Alexis and Justin? No, who was last was uh, Mitch and Kristen. Ah, so, okay. and then they, yeah, I was like, but this is not right. This is not proper. Um, but anyway, so that's why, that's, we, had a, that's why we had a bad season. <laughs> they messed up the order of things. <laughs> <laughs> so they come out and you know how we said that green is Jasmine's color. I think that maroon or burgundy or whatever color is Eris's color. I think mm-hmm. he looks good in that color. Um, they look good. I know when they posted like the previews and everything, Someone had commented and said, I don't know if this is a pageant dress, but it looks great on her. And Jasmine actually responded and said, it is not a pageant dress. So it's just a regular gown, I guess, that she got. So Dr. Pepper says that she may be naive, but, you know, Eris was talking about the future and he had his arm around her and she felt hope. I was like, yeah, you're naive. (laughs) (laughs) First off, I love an outdoor decision day. Uh, The scenery looked beautiful. I don't really think the John Deere tractor looked that great, but okay. (laughs) Um, You know, everybody just looks really nice in natural light. Um, I was a big, big fan of what everybody chose to wear, including Jasmine. Uh, When Jasmine walked out, the look on, she looked so happy. And I thought to myself, she's so happy to be done with this shit. (laughs) Freedom day. (laughs) Do you want to rank the looks? Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Jasmine, number one. Nicole, number two. um, Gina, three. And uh, Kirsten, four. That's interesting. When I was looking at it, just watching, I think I had... Kirsten as one and I know it's simple and it's the same reason because remember when I ranked Alexis number one last time and I was like it's because of how she wore the dress but then I started looking at pictures later and then I got to appreciate Nicole's dress even more her dress was gorgeous and you know I'm not a pink fan but it was still really cute and I really liked it and I really like Gina's dress so I think I have uh Nicole as one and I think Gina two, Jasmine three, and then Kirsten four. Kirsten just couldn't meet the competition. <laughs> <laughs> it, there was nothing wrong with Kirsten's dress. It's just if you put it up against Jasmine, it's like one of you's like going to church and one of you is going to a pageant. <laughs> <laughs> All that Kirsten was missing was a church church hat. <laughs> so, um. So yeah, they're doing this weird shot. You know what it is? Every season, I know that we now have this voiceover thing, but I don't know why my brain blocks it out. Maybe I do know why, but I forget every single time until they start doing the voiceover thing and talking about their journey. And I'm like, we're doing this shit again. But they had this weird shot of Jasmine just standing over like a deck, staring at her ring. And I'm like, this is awkward. (laughs) So so Eris comes in first. And then Jasmine comes in, and like we already said, Jasmine looks fantastic. 
Um, they ask her how she's been. She says it's been weird not being with him and she's at peace that she gave one, 1 million percent. I was like, yep, this sounds like a girl that's going to say no. The good things, of course, are that, you know, non-confrontational, speaking up, same old same. She says they don't blow up no matter how much they disagree. They talk like adults. And Pascal has that look like he usually does. Like, I don't get it. You guys are so good together. Why don't you make it work? He's, does he really not get it? Uh, I, I, there comes a point where I'm like, is this willful ignorance? Are you intentionally being dumb? <laughs> so Eris says that he loves the fact that they created a peaceful household and he had no anxiety coming home. The challenges, the challenges were like, duh. I mean, but she thinks that they were matched well. Eris thinks that Jasmine gave 100%, but he didn't because he started late. So they ask him about their decisions. Jasmine goes first and says that she knows the wants and desires of her heart and she knows the private conversation they've had and she knows what she wants in a marriage. So she feels like she wants to get a divorce. Aris says it didn't go how they planned and there has been good, but in a marriage, they both need more than that. He's glad to have gone through it, but he would like a divorce as well. I saw some people online say that if Jasmine had said yes, that he would have said yes. And I do not think that at all. Not for a single second. I was happy she got to go first, though. I felt yeah. like it gave her some power. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So Dr. Powell, I said Dr. Powell. Dr. Cal asks, are there any deal breakers? And then Eris says, you know, self-love. That... <laughs> He loves him some heiress. Like, there's nothing anybody can tell him every morning. He doesn't know if Jasmine heard him. He whispers affirmation to himself. And that he just loves when two people love themselves. I was like, they asked about deal breakers, right? Where are we going on this journey? And I was like, uh... And while I was thinking that, Jasmine is like, you think I don't love myself? And, you know, she gave that look. And he says, well, at times, the temperature of what's happening between them can cause her to shut down and not be her true self. And she says, yes, maybe, but it does not change my self-love. And he goes, well, we can agree to disagree. And I'm like, oh, my God. He's like, he's just saying no matter what he does, he wants someone who loves the heck out of themselves. And I'm like, yikes. I think Eris just pulled a Gina. It was quite bizarre. It was very unnecessary. I'm like, you have already said no. Why is there a reason to continue this conversation? I know it's not their fault. Like, you know, yeah. production, the experts, whatever, made them continue the conversation. I, maybe it's because I'm not one for the affirmations, but Eris sounded completely insane to me. <laughs> you know, at first I thought I felt like I know what he was trying to say, but he was completely out of pocket. My interpretation of it was like, because she shuts down, he's interpreting it as her not loving herself or feeling insecure, but he's mis he's reading it wrong. What it is is that she's sick of his shit and doesn't <laughs> think he's worth her putting any energy and time into it. Like, yeah, who's not a human being that's not going to feel kind of slighted that someone's not attracted to them? But in no way did I think that she took it personally like, you're saying that I'm terrible. Now I think that I'm ugly or whatever. I, I didn't see that. I didn't get that. So I don't know what he's seeing. This might be his inflated ego reading that. But all of that, it doesn't matter. It was just something very unnecessary to say because they said, do you have any deal breakers? You really could have had something that had nothing to do with her. So I was glad when she asked him, so are, are you? what are you trying to say here? Yeah. His response wasn't that great though. No, it wasn't. He was just trying to throw one in. I was like, mm-mm, bad, bad, Eris. So Basakal asks what she thinks, and she says, like, she has a lot of self-love, but Eris has commitment issues. Let's talk about that. <laughs> he has acknowledged it, but if it wasn't the attraction thing, he would have found something else. And he's not ready, like, he says that he's ready to be married, but she never got the true effort. I'm like, speak on it. Speak on it, Jazz. <laughs> and, I, and I think she's right. I think... I, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I agree. 
I don't think Eris is ready to be married. And I'm a big advocate for the not ready to be married versus not ready to be married to you. But from Eris, I just don't think, I don't think he wants to be married. I think he wants to want to be married. <laughs> he feels like I'm 40. I should have that desire right now, but it's not there. He's trying to fake the funk and, you know, you can only fake it for so long. So Dr. Pepper, when after she says that, Dr. Pepper says, well, I'm sorry. <laughs> like they took it seriously and she knows that Jasmine tried so hard. And then we get a confessional and Eris is like, you know, divorce is not what he wanted, that he thought that marriage sex would be great, that he was hoping like, you know, like harder right there, some more. And I'm like, I don't think my brain comprehended what I was listening to. <laughs> Make I'm like, it stop. Are, are you being for real? He got the clown music for sure and deservedly so. But that's, you know, this man is for the streets. So Jasmine said she had to choose herself and the desires of her heart, but she's still happy that she did it. So next up, I mean, they did this with everybody. And I, to me, talking after the decision is said leads to what happened with Alexis and Justin last year. (laughs) Once they say yes or no, there's no reason to dissect this anymore. Just mm-hmm. let it be done. But instead, mm-hmm. they just keep on going. And, like, I, who did that serve? Yeah. The show content? Because yes. now they've decided it's two hours, not an hour and a half? <laughs> I, I will say the after-decision-day parts were the most entertaining parts, I think. Um, so, next up is Chris and Nicole. Chris has a selfie cam and he talks about how Nicole's insecurities question whether he would want to be with her. Um, So that's to introduce some like doubt for us. Um, He gets ready. Then he kisses his dog. Um, Nicole says she didn't sleep well. Her hair and makeup is perfect. (laughs) Perfect. Um, She says that she has nerves about his decision. Um, and Pastor Cal and Dr. Pepper's uh, pre-chat, they talk about how so maths, you have these couples, they meet at the altar and they've been happy. And Pastor Cal decides to dump some cold water on there and says that they haven't had a major conflict and he's just not sure if it's good or bad. He thinks arguing is healthy. Um, <laughs> he has a point. He does have a point. But I'm like, in this moment, with your current statistics, I don't think you should be looking gift horses in the mouth. <laughs> I gotta tell you, I was always for argument is healthy. If not for Danielle and Bobby, I would say argument is not, is an issue. No argument is an issue. But now Danielle and Bobby have made me embrace that in this experiment. If you don't fight, you be all right. You you can still be all right. Let me put it that way. You will learn eventually. And I, I'm like, haven't Nicole and Chris? They've had some adult discussions. They've disagreed on things. Why does there need to be conflict anyway? Um. Pastor Cal said that he was very concerned about Nicole asking about decision day every single day. (laughs) But I think eventually she stopped that. I think that's what it sounded like they said. Um, Dr. Pepper says that she's going to be nervous until they actually say that they're going to stay married, which I think is fair until they say it. Yeah. Um, So they do a nice retrospective voiceover of their best moments. Uh, We see Chris come out, say hello to the experts. He has a pink pocket square. It's not the same shade as pink as Nicole's dress, uh, but I'm like, you guys talked. She told you to get a pink one. (laughs) Um, They basically talk a lot about how they're great. They were lonely and nervous the night before. Nicole says that she was more nervous than she was on the wedding day. I think that makes sense, maybe. Yes, 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 it does. Because this is actually like commitment. You know how she's always like, um, um, you didn't choose me or whatever it was that she was complaining about. This is a moment where he has to choose her or not. And it's like, she's falling for him. Back then, I don't know him. I don't know you. I could walk away. But this is like real life. Okay, I like that. Um, They are asked if they know why they were matched and they talk a lot about the things they have in common, including the dogs. We find out something new, that they have the same dentist. (laughs) 
Um, they talk about their issue is the appeasement stuff and the talking about things over and over. And then Nicole explains how a mistake that she made, and I really congratulate her for acknowledging this mistake, is to try to get ahead of problems by bringing them up before their problems, only to discover that it might never have been a problem and you never needed to do that. <laughs> I relate, Nicole. <laughs> We're all trying. <laughs> um, and Chris talks about her being hard on herself. So they finally get to the moment we've all been waiting for. And Nicole goes first and she says, Chris is amazing. And she says that she did not know that you could be in a relationship and you could say or do anything and it'd be okay. And she feels lucky and she says she can't imagine life without him. And she says, yes. Yay. So Chris says that he thought there would always, that there would be up and downs, but instead it's been mostly up and very few downs and that she makes life fun. And he said that he had fun with the dinosaur. (laughs) he said he no excuse me he said i may not have liked it but it still ended up being fun so we're both right (laughs) he didn't like it (laughs) he said life without her would feel lonelier and he loves her and he would like to stay married and they kissed and it's really nice guys i'll give chris and nicole this however terrible this season was i very much enjoyed the two of them yeah. Eh. Sure. It's um, hard for me to separate them from the entire season. I'm trying. <laughs> but yeah. But they, you know, we were I, I did write down we're two for two in the self-love thing. Because I think he mentioned that. Yeah, like, that he had to love himself before he could love somebody else or something. Yeah, she needs to love herself more and not be hard on herself. I was like, okay, two for two, self-love, let's go. My favorite part. So they do a little... in. Okay, first they toast with the experts. We all know that that is not real champagne. Well, it might be. It might be. In previous seasons, they don't give him alcohol. Chris says it's the happiest he's ever been. And then they do this interview. They talk about some things. But Chris calls it a slam dunk. And then they both simultaneously do the hand motion for slam dunk. Mm -hmm. I was like, they're so in sync. Um, and then Chris <laughs> I, has a surprise. He has flowers. I mean, am I the only person who's just like, okay, I guess that's all right. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> <laughs> but I think that that slam dunk thing is probably something they do. It's like a, it's like their thing. It's. I don't cute. think they came up with it on the spot. Oh, if not, know. that is some synchrosity right there. <laughs> At the end of it all, Pastor Cal says that this makes it all worthwhile. <laughs> and I said, yeah, yeah, I think I think so. Yes. So next up is Gina and Clint. Um, they're doing the selfie cam. Gina tells us that she's weighing this out. I'm like, what are you weighing, girl? What are you weighing? <laughs> Do um, I make my hair straight? Do I curl my hair? I don't know. <laughs> Clint says there's a whirlwind of emotions. Okay. I I agree with that. I think you go into this process with a lot of emotion and I I, I don't see it, but if he says it, you know, it's Clint, I'm just going to go ahead and believe him. Mm-hmm. So Pastor Cal and Dr. Pepper sit down and they talk about how frustrated they are with the two of them. Um, They do their retrospective and of course we got to see Slender Gate all over again. I don't know what else was said in that retrospective, nor do I care. Tim, any thoughts? Um, no, I think I glazed over all the retrospect. We've watched it the last five episodes. <laughs> <laughs> um, Clint comes out with Dr. Pepper and Pastor Cal. He's in a powder blue suit. It looks really good on him. Clint look good. So Gina comes out in a green dress. At one point I was like, oh, Jasmine had green. You have green. It's a bit of a theme. Um, she looks amazing. Uh, hair looks great. <laughs> Very boobalicious. Um, oh, sorry. Fun fact. Gina did Nicole's makeup. Oh, where'd you find that? 
Nicole's uh, social media. I think they're open up now and all that. And she posted that on there and said uh, makeup by Gina. And I was like, good job, Gina. I, good. I, I think the canvas is very important because I thought Gina's makeup was good, but I yeah. thought Nicole's makeup was amazing. So I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> did she do wow. it with Nicole's makeup than she did with her own? <laughs> ah, that's funny. But yeah. So they sit down and they start talking and Gina, they ask them what they learned. And Gina says that she learned that she's ready to be married. <laughs> Are you waiting for me to laugh? Because I'm trying to not laugh. I, like for real? I was like, that's interesting for you to think. Okay. I don't know if I agree with that. Mm. My lips are sealed. I've, I've gone says, in too much on Gina this season. Clint says that he's learned um, basically not to say the wrong thing at the wrong time. Dr. Pepper points out to them that they are the best of friends and they get along so well. And they have a discussion about things they could have done differently. And we're going to take a break and when we come back, we'll have their decision. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. So Clint goes first, which I thought was interesting. Um, I thought they would have Gina go first. <laughs> um, I thought Clint was portrayed as more of a wild card in the yes, no thing than Gina was. Really? Yeah. After she called him bizarre, there was no way in hell <laughs> it was a wild card. It was a to borrow Nicole and Chris slam dunk that he was going to say no. <laughs> Um, so Clint says that, um, he would do this whole experience again with her as his wife, but it would be best if they get a divorce. (laughs) Gina agrees and says she's grateful for the time they spent together and she's seen growth from him, Hmm. but there are definite things that she's looking for and he has things that he's looking for. And so she agrees it would be best if they chose to divorce. They also have to suffer through a, like, breakdown of exactly why their relationship broke down. And Gina, like, this, this, Gina describes a whole relationship that we never saw. Um, or maybe she's talking about Slendergate obliquely. It's one of two things. Because she starts talking about how, looking back, he could have taken the initiative. And even though, logically, he could have, even though he wasn't feeling her... But he could have taken the logical step and that logically we made vows and we did already commit to gay and married. So what can I do to fight for this? And she's not talking about herself. She's talking about him. He says, duly noted. He says it's easy to pick lottery numbers the next day. And he says that she felt things were uncomfortable and forced. And maybe she could have gotten out of her comfort zone and tried new things. This whole discussion, I don't know what they're talking about. Do you? I don't. I, 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 for one, I was shocked that she admitted that she could be more vocal. But I can't believe Gina had the audacity to give Clint advice. <laughs> Take a chance, an initiative. And again, none of the experts stepped in to say, how about you? Uh. Um, Dr. Pepper asks about Hank because she knows that that's what we're all worried about. Um, Clint, see, there were little revelations. Just like we found out about the dentist, Clint says that he offered Gina uh, a really high price for Hank, and she said no. And we found out how much that high price was, $10,000. Oh, no, I think Gina made a mistake. You have a man that can entertain your girlfriends, make margaritas, cook, and have 10K to spend on a dog? <laughs> That's a jackpot right there. <laughs> he says that he hopes to remain in Hank's life in some capacity. Aww. And she says she's open to that. 
and that it's the wonderful thing about not having ill will or hard feelings. And afterwards, Pastor Cal says that they've had the most civil divorce. And I agree with that a thousand percent. Um, yeah, they're talking about sharing dog custody a little bit there. I Never have I seen such a thing on MEFs. I mean, we'll see. The previews for next week seem to imply otherwise, but I still think yeah. it's a fake out. It probably is a fake out, but it made it seem like um, <laughs> Clint committed theft, which I think is a felony, but okay. Yeah, I don't know how they're going to what the real story is, but I, I fail to believe that Clint would do that. Cause even here he said, that's her dog. She came in with the dog. It's hit, it's hers. So why would he now try to take the dog? <laughs> so, um, yeah, I mean, it remains to be seen if, um, your prediction comes true. You think they're going to be the first friendly couple remains to be seen. I have hope for them though. They, they always have seemed like really good friends. I would hope they could stay friends. I think you're on track because on the official MAFS handle page, people were going in on Gina. I think it was the week of the bizarre thing or whatever. And her friend was there defending her in the comments. They have the same like handle. Like Gina's is like Gina does hair. And this person was whatever her name was, does hair. That was their name too. And she's just like, you guys are so mean and you're doing all that. And she's like, Gina and Clint are on good terms or friendly terms or something like that. So, but nothing is confirmed until after the reunion because it's all good now, but what happens after how many months? I don't know. And after you've seen every single thing that they said about you, Amen. I think that is the nail on the coffin of many a relationship that seems to have gone well on reality TV. Yeah. So then we get the final couple, which is Kirsten and Shaq. What did you think of Shaq's suit? Terrible. (laughs) I mean, with men's fashion, whenever a man tries to do something different, you have to give him credit for not being boring. But it doesn't always work out. No, it doesn't. It was a lot. Too much was going on. So Shaq says that he's praying and hoping for God's word. Kirsten says she hopes it's a great day for both of them. Something about what Shaq said made me... Remember what you said about like you, they probably know each other's um, decision ahead of time. At this time, I don't remember what he said, but he just said something and I was like, maybe he does know what she's going to say. But in the package, I'm not sure I heard correctly, but I think I heard him say, I need Kirsten to be less dominating. I, I think I heard that. Yes. <laughs> I feel okay. So this is where I feel cheated. I feel like. We didn't find out about Shaq the way we see him until later in the season. Like, Kirsten was getting all the flack. And now I feel like there was kind of a misogynistic side to Shaq that we did not see. I think that might be the case. The way they showed Elijah like a woman needs to cook and do the grocery and all that. Like, what do you mean you need her to be less dominating? And he needs to be the man in the relationship. Are we in 1842? (laughs) So, yeah. And he needs more of her support in his educational endeavors. So um, Shaq gets there first and says that he's been going back and forth. Kirsten comes. They compliment each other. They actually kiss. But he still says that he doesn't know what he's going to say. They ask his favorite moments. He says his favorite moments were the wedding and just chilling and watching movies together. Hers was them going to church and him meeting her dad, that those were just milestones for her. They asked what their challenges were. And he says that being the leader, that she did not let him like be the leader. And I'm like, oh my God. (laughs) And she said, well, I mean, he's more emotional and sensitive and it takes her time to care about his feelings because... (laughs) She doesn't expect that from people. That sounds harsher than it sounds because I understand what she's saying. It's she's the truth. Just, <laughs> she's just like, I don't need that much from people. So I don't usually expect that someone, I think the only caveat to that is that what she's saying is like, I didn't expect a man to need this much. <laughs> so it just took her a while before she started considering like, oh, he wants this. It's just the fact that she said, it took some time to care about his feelings. That sounds like really terrible. <laughs> um, and then I realized that, you know what? 
Kristen and Shaq were on a, well, I would say upward trajectory. They were one of the better couples, but they did not t- torture us with one person wanting one person to say, I love you. I appreciate that. I'm sure we'll remember that as we are ranking the seasons one day. <laughs> <laughs> so Kirsten goes first and says that he has had multiple things to focus on and she knows it took a toll on him and their marriage. But he also became the husband who came home with flowers and chocolate and he supported her and she wants to stay married. Shaq starts his speech and says that he appreciates both of them for not giving up and he appreciates, I mean, he gave himself props and he appreciates her as a person, but it's been difficult as a man to give her all the charms that life has to offer. Uh, Okay. And, (laughs) and then Pastor Cal asks, you know, what is your decision? And these motherfuckers end on a cliffhanger. (laughs) You had two hours. (laughs) <laughs> wrap it up <laughs> yeah um yeah so that was about it and then they show us next week or i don't know if it was next week or a montage of all the after episodes but the thing that stood out to me is that dom is back and said that she's been talking to someone and my god i did not expect it to be gil <laughs> did not expect it to be gil at all and Gil can do whatever he wants, but we've said it before, and I think I'll say it again, and I think you agree with me. I wouldn't go so hard on Gil if it's not the fact that he's doing everything now that he kept trying to down Merla for. He kept saying she wanted to be famous, she's trying to be an influencer, and she cares more about the gram and all that kind of stuff, but who's the person who keeps popping up and who's doing all the influencer stuff? It's Gil. Mm-mm-mm. So, you know, don't throw stones. You don't know. I just, like, I find it, if you were dating other or trying to date or talking to publicly any other cast member, I'm going to label you thirsty. (laughs) The same way Ryan showed up to try to date Alyssa last year, it's thirsty. I am curious to see though who's gonna be the la- who's gonna be the first couple outside of matchmaking that's gonna work. I say it's never gonna happen, but I- I'm with you. I can't see it happening. All right, guys, we have Shaq's decision in this week's episode, so we'll find out what happens there. Whatever else happened after decision day that they think we need to know about. <laughs> that's it for this episode. You can find Tane on the rewatch with Nana. They are on. They are covering. Season 6B of Sex and the City. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at AlterCallMAFS. That's A-L-T-A-R-C-A-L-L-M-A-F-S. We love hearing from you guys on social media. We're available anywhere you listen to podcasts. Thank you so much for your support and for being patient with us for this week's episode. Don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on any new episodes. Please give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And we will see you for this week's episode on Friday. Bye, guys. Bye.